0: We want to say you Oh oh Make me want to say you Make me want to say We lit 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 We lit 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 No they can't put us out Cuz we lit 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 Yeah that's my shot going up in his way We lit 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 We lit
1: lit lit We lit 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 Hey what's up uh, I'm Dave
0: and I am Mary, and we're lit.
1: <laughs> we're
0: lit. <laughs> Actually, we're not lit yet, but we do have this great Costco bottle of red wine.
1: Yeah, I looked it up. It's got a 4.5 stars on Wine Yelp.
0: Oh, I love Wine Yelp. Yeah.
1: Doesn't Yelp sound like a Dr. Seuss word? Like, you know how Dr. Seuss would just make up, make up fake words to make them rhyme with stuff?
0: The Yelp and the Gelp were walking on top of an elk.
1: Exactly. You get it. Um, we're listening to Lit by Kayla Brianna, and this is off the soundtrack to the movie Eighth Grade, which Mary and I saw. Lit, lit, lit. We're going to be talking lit, about. Lit, lit, lit. Um, let's see here. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anything else you want to, what do you think of this?
0: Plus, Um, this is like, you know, a totally okay pop song. Yeah, I mean it's fun. I could I could see if I was like an eighth grade loving this though, but I'm not an eighth grade anymore.
1: Speaking of which, we're going to be talking about the music we listened to in eighth grade, and uh, we're both going to try and defend it. Uh, I think Mary has a, a definite advantage, uh, just by virtue of being younger than oh, me. Oh, uh,
0: I'm sorry because I had good taste in the eighth grade.
1: You can't put us down, Mary. All right, uh, now a word. From our sponsors. Sponsors.
0: You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Roll for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them Desks and Day Jobs is a DD podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. Alright, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's—they're yes. uh, oh, definitely nice. interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to Desks and Day Jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll well, for sleight of hand. Oh, that's a critical hit! Yeah, yeah.
1: They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh but they're still interested in Desks and Day
0: Jobs. Yeah! Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Desks and, and Day Jobs. jobs. Now Now part part of the Machine machine Culture Collective. collective. Huzzah!
0: What's up dudes? Hey guys. I'm Tobes. I'm Jesse. And we're the host of Worst Contact. Contact, A show for aliens. By humans. Where we discussed every aspect of human life, such as... Death. Life. Juggalos. Cats. LARPing. Art. War.
1: Athleticism with world's greatest athlete, Action Ronnie Glibson. That's one of my favorite episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, we keep it fun. We keep it goof. We never script it, and we always have a good time. But don't bring the kids
0: along, because we say naughty words. All
1: on machineculture.com. Peace. Who did I steal from? Price tags on making the world feel some They don't have enough to satisfy a real one. Mary Carter couldn't even get the deal done. All right. We're back. And Impress Me With Music, Uh I got bread in my mouth. We're listening to Sandra's Rose by uh, Drake.
0: It's not bread, Dave. It's Napoleon, Napolitan. Neapolitan Neapolitan
1: has nothing to do with Napoleon. It's
0: <laughs> it's, Napole- it's Napoleon's pizza. He loves this pizza. Yeah. Sausage and pistachio. What an interesting combination, huh? I love pistachio. Um, okay, so this is a Drake track I have not heard. What is this off of? Is this the, is something new that dropped? This just dropped?
1: Yeah, so I finally got around to listening to Scorpion. Um, You know, uh, people are a little... Uh, bipolar about this you know people either love it or they hate it and they seem to be very wrapped up in who drake is as a person in their opinion of this album i think it's perfectly okay it's got 20 tracks on it and i'd say like eight of them are good this is my favorite one
0: why 20 tracks do you think he's just trying to like is he just being extra what's the deal how long yeah. is it are the are these short tracks no
1: no these are regular length songs it's not like Tierra whack where it's they're all one minute long
0: and this is also not like something special like double sight whatever release this is just he made a 20 track album
1: i mean i i, I mean I, if it was released in the days of of double albums of cds and records and whatnot sure i guess it's a double album um it's just it's just fine do you know what i mean it's like it's proficient
0: proficiently drake Su- sufficient like, like most of the time drake is really just proficient though right i don't like
1: it's so weird john john just texted me and he's my brother john he's the one who told me to listen to this um did you listen to the album at all
0: no i don't care for drake right now i'm weirdly in like the push it to school where I just have so little respect for him That even though I really, really do love some Drake tracks Like, I mean, we have some favorites on, on like, our mega playlists, for sure And and Drake definitely has a, has a home there But, like, now that I know that he's just such a piece of shit It's hard for me to, like, give enough of a crap to listen to it
1: Yeah, it's hard to get past it Because it is autobiographical, his personal music And it's like, oh, well, your person is not a good person, but... I don't know. Excuse me. From a rap music standpoint, I think it's good. Let me just do plugs real quick. Um, Hell yeah, plug it up. Like our Facebook page. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior. Uh, You got your phone in your hand, you big dumb bitch. Uh, Why don't you give us a five-star review and write about how much you love the show. Um, You get that Starbucks gift card, that sweet, sweet vanilla soy latte. Mm. Right on your way to your meaningless job. Just Dave's kidding. not really
0: nice. Um, hey, we really appreciate you listening, and maybe you don't want it to be a Starbucks gift card. Maybe you want to support local.
1: Maybe, um, plug wise, uh, I'm uh, this weekend I'm at the Comedy Shrine, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. That's in Aurora, Illinois. Maybe you've heard of it.
0: Ooh, what's that Kanye lyric about Aurora? I
1: bring more of them girls I seen in the auroras. Yeah, he calls Tammy, White-
0: Becky, and Laura.
1: Aura Shirley.
0: Trying to get it early. Get it early. Oh, shit.
1: Like, I'm in a hurry. Yeah. He calls... On, on his first album, he calls white women Auroras, which I think is really funny.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Um, I'm also doing a show... Uh, another show on Sunday. It's Liz Greenwood's show. I still don't know the venue. Tuesday, August 21st. So, a week from... Well, actually, never mind. <laughs> that makes no sense. I am... Um, Doing Donnie Sapphire's show, and I'm at the Laugh Factory. Um, yeah, you got anything to plug?
0: Um, I don't know. this. Like, I got this pizza from Pizzeria Forno. It's really quite good. Um, shout out to them. Where not is that? A, Where is not that? a bad za. Apparently, they got multiple locations. I got this one in the West Loop. Uh, went to the gym today. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to live my best life. Um, trying to see if I have any other plugs. plug Uh, plug. i just want to say plug and uh please i don't know don't follow me on the internet i i get really anxious uh i'd I'd prefer if we never met
1: yeah ditto um no i'm kidding you're all beautiful people um so uh you want to hit us with a today
0: in music hell yeah i do Today in music and today in pizza. Nom 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 nom. Well, pizza's
1: very good. This, What is this one right here with the um, uh, ground beef on it? The it's actually
0: Berkshire pork, babe.
1: Oh my god, this is so fucking good. This mm-hmm. is really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For like a chain pizza place, this is way too good.
0: I know, I know. Oh man, it's a pretty hot day in music. Long list of things that happen. I'm just gonna give you guys the hottest recap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here, I'm going to play another song from 8th grade while you're doing All this. Right. This is uh, um, Declan McKenna, Brazil.
0: Are you ready? Bow, 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 motherfuckers. In 1795, composer Heinrich August Marschner <laughs> was born. Take that, bitch. In 1962, Ringo Starr was picked to replace Pete Best as the drummer for the Beatles. Ooh, that's a very historic mm-hmm. moment. Best had been with the group for about two and a half years. Oh, so sad, you're not the best anymore, best, You bitch. And just as uh,
1: Carmela Soprano uh, points out to Meadow, um, he released an album after that called Best of the Beatles because he got some sour-ass grapes.
0: Oh, man, he is sour, sour boy. Fucking vapors. In 1974, in New York, the Ramones made their debut at CBGB's. What Holy the shit. fuck? This is a historical day.
1: Goddamn.
0: Burr. What's date again? Burr. August 16th, I can't, I can't, and is it getting crazier? It is getting fucking crazier, Dave and audience in 1977, rest in peace. Elvis Presley died at the age of 42 in Memphis, Tennessee. He died of coronary arrhythmia. Holy shit. Is that cocaine?
1: No, that's a heart, uh, heart related. Well,
0: I mean, was it cause of cocaine? Um, I think he was taking cocaine No, no,
1: he was more like a. He was one of the first dudes Where we were like Man, maybe these doctors Just give celebrities Whatever drugs they ask for I think mm, he was like Barbiturates mm. and fucking like uh, Opiates and shit like that
0: Yeah Probably
1: some cocaine too Let's be
0: honest Some cocaine was in there He's the king. Uh, he is the king. In 83, Paul Simon and Carrie Fisher were married. They divorced two years later. Oh, I forgot they were married. That's funny. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty wild one. 1986. Wait, do you
1: remember when Carrie Fisher died and everyone's like, she was the greatest feminist ever?
0: Eh, I don't know. I mean, uh, why? Because she was in that Star Wars stuff? No.
1: They had no reason. It was just the era where you did that. It was 2006. Was she
0: Princess Leia? Which one was she? Yeah, she
1: was Princess Leia, and that was about it. That was pretty much her whole career. Right huh.
0: There. Well, Princess, see Leia, later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. 1986, the Bon Jovi album "Slippery When Wet" oh, was yeah. released.
1: Hell yeah, that's one of his. That's that's um, his. What year was that? 97, you said?
0: Uh, 86. Oh, never
1: mind. I'm thinking of something else. Go ahead.
0: Um, and I'm sorry, but I'm about to. Give it to you, the most important thing today in history, in 2011-2011, baby, the digital single Can't Hold Us Down by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, featuring Ray Dalton, was released in the U.S. Macklemore!
1: I mean, we've, we've pretty much stated how we feel about Macklemore on this podcast. I, we we have, Do I'm know?
0: Cardi being right now with my sounds, but also from seeing 8th Grade. I just feel like making all kinds of sounds. Like you have saying, pizza on your face. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do. Do I have pizza on yeah. my face? Right here. Doesn't isn't you. that also like a term? Like when you say you have pizza on your face but or you,
1: something. You, you, <laughs> it's so funny because you're like an ESL student. I know. What is what? Um, it's pizza face is someone who has a lot of zits.
0: No, no. What but was, there's something else. Like something you have something on pie your face. on your face. Uh, pizza I don't know. pie.
1: What was the one that you messed up today? I'm trying to remember.
0: Oh, what what incorrect idiom. Yeah, relations. it's like when you said
1: ships in the wind instead of uh, ships in the night.
0: Yeah, sometimes Dave and I are just two ships in the wind, man.
1: Uh, what do you think of this, real
0: quick? I actually kind of like this. I dig this more than the opening track. Is this also from the soundtrack? Yes. Who is this?
1: this is Declan McKenna, and the song is called Brazil.
0: I would totally listen to this in eighth grade.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Um, before we get, is there anything else from today's music?
0: No, that's it. I wrapped that shit up.
1: Okay, so before Tied we a little,
0: put a little bow on it, Dave.
1: So we have two things to cover real quick before uh, we get into eighth grade. We I want to talk about this uh, this music video, and then um, I want to definitely uh, review this Soul album. So let's start with this. This is um, this is 2013's. The Devil is a Lie, um, by Rick Ross featuring Jay-Z. Masterminds. This, um, you know whenever we link up my nigga.
0: How's that sound in the headphones?
1: Space, nice. So. <laughs> So we're watching a fan video that was
0: made for this song. It's Two Priests. It's one of those rare times where like a fan video isn't a weird slideshow. Yeah, so
1: basically this fan video like I think prevented the release of the um, of the actual music video. As crazy as Somebody named Ashley Smith, um, who only has like 1,400 Twitter followers, made this video with these two priests, with these two actors pretending to be priests. And it's, I mean, it's really good. It's full of like, really kind of funny Catholic imagery. Like, if you were raised Catholic, this is like pretty hilarious.
0: I saw you looking up, um what the devil is a lie means.
1: Yeah, I've heard that it's a phrase. So I'm going to Quora here. The devil always seeks to deceive. Deception by its very nature is lying, hoping to make someone think so they don't realize that something else is true. So basically, it's kind of like... What is that called? Like a tautology or whatever? Like, you know, like by virtue of you saying the devil is a lie, you're lying. So that's what the devil does. He tries to deceive you by making you think he doesn't exist.
0: I dig it. I like what I really like about this video. One, it's it's low-key. It's pretty, like, understated. Dave really needs to take this pizza sauce off my face. Go ahead. <laughs> I really like um, seeing so it starts off with these priests and they kind of get a little bit a little bit more uh, is it blasphemous? it would be the word for yes, what's happening they start to get a little bit more blasphemous now they've got like chains on and then you just sort of see them in the plain clothes yeah. and there's some symbolism there right? some Catholic <laughs> symbolism the idea of kind of switching from your holy to your streetwear. Yeah.
1: yeah I, and also you know now that I'm watching it again too it's like um they're sort of flaunting like their materialism. But yeah, th- this idea that uh, when you are uh, like a w- wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Like mm-hmm. beware of those who claim to know, you know, what the shit is because they're probably the devil, basically. For sure. It's a uh, Rev- uh, revelation shit.
0: This is also just a really fun beat. I love this. Should we turn it up for a second yeah. for, for all those listeners? Black Jesus turned water to wine, and all I had to do was turn it
1: stove up East Coast. Winning that lightning cheek cold. Hating his blade, it's a free throw. The devil tried to hit me with the Rico to black people. Jay can still lay it down when he wants to
0: He can when he wants to He tired Yeah He's like managerial now He's like Jay-Z administrator
1: Did you listen to any of those Carter songs? No that that he made with uh, Beyonce?
0: No, I ain't downloading title Get the fuck out of here
1: I was in a car with uh, Rena Calm We were driving up to Wisconsin to do a show if we listen to the whole album, she paid for it. Like, you can buy it from, like, iTunes or whatever. Um, meh. Meh? Yeah. For, for these two? Holy shit. I expect something fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Right.
0: I mean, you expect them to just, like, drop liquid gold. Like, you come in your pants immediately, basically. Yeah, but
1: of course, they're not at their prime anymore. You know what I mean? So we're not getting, like, the best versions of them.
0: How long has it been since Lemonade was released?
1: Four years? I was a little bit of man. so... 2014? <laughs> let, me, let, me double, let
0: me double check. I feel like it was a little bit more recent.
1: We used to sing the chord uh, i be grinding on that wood. We used to say that to each other all the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, that 2013 Rick Ross album, uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It,
0: no, man, Lemonade came out in 2016.
1: No. Oh, wait. What, wait, what was. No, I think you're thinking of Beyonce or whatever. No, Beyonce, Beyonce. came out
0: in 2013. That's
1: what I'm thinking of. Actually, that's the, the one song you're I'm thinking of. thinking of is. Okay, yeah.
0: So, right. Basically, yeah, Lemonade is 2016. And then. So, I think that's pretty much. I mean, this Carter's album, that's, like, the most recent release for both of them, right? Oh, yeah. That just
1: came out. That, like, came out, like, a month ago.
0: Right. Because I don't think there's been anything really since Lemonade.
1: No. And Jay-Z, really, uh, he, the one with the story of O.J., that album, I'm blanking on the name of it. But, yeah. Those are their last two releases. And they're both title releases. And so now they're, like, really trying to, like... Give you like you know a reason to download title, which I respect their hustle, but it's like even like comedians that like indie release their albums eventually put it on Spotify because you know like we were talking about in the last episode, the end goal now is to play live shows and that's how you got to make your money now.
0: They don't have to make their money anyway.
1: Yeah, fuck them. You know what I mean? What are you What are you doing? You think you're going to change the history of music, but with a a, a service?
0: I don't know it's probably some weird weird contract uh, bullshit. No, they're, they're, trying they're trying to make money
1: they're trying to make money I I commend them for that but they're already worth like a billion dollars together you know yeah they can
0: chill out you know what yeah. I
1: mean? yeah so um let's listen to, let's let's talk about this absol album um, do what thou will
0: <laughs> Be. Be. Hey, why a man, hey, hey, man,
1: it's only cause I care about you, wipe those tears from your face, They say the truth will set you free, baby, I'll be your slave, it's only cause I care about you, put a smile on your face, say the truth will set you free, I'll be your slave, cause I'm a
0: liar, a cheater.
1: So this is uh, Y.M.F. by Absol off of uh, Do What Thou Will. The album is—it's uh, a couple of years old. It's named after that Aleister Crowley quote.
0: We're doing a lot of religious devil type stuff today. I didn't realize that, but
1: for what it's worth, eighth grade was about the time that I uh, stopped uh, being like believing in religion. You That's know?
0: interesting. Um, yeah, because both of the th- I mean, both of your picks are basically songs about the devil. Did we ever figure out what YMF stood for?
1: I did, but I forgot. Um, so we listened to this album the other day. We were at barbecue and with our daughter. You know, like responsible parents listening to filthy, vulgar rap music. Um, No,
0: I love this. I'm gonna say that this is a really vulnerable, emotional album for Absol. We've talked about this. I mean, what's happening on the cover? You wanna illuminate us a little bit? Oh, yeah, so
1: because of the um, disease that Absol has, um, she can't, or sorry, like light bothers him so that's why he always wears sunglasses but for this album because he got vulnerable with the subject matter he decided to have a picture of him taken without his glasses on so this is like one of the only pictures out there in the public of Absol without his glasses on and i i fucking respect that do you know what i mean like he's this dude's willing to sort of like suffer for his art and like both figuratively like through his like lyrics but literally for the cover art. you know
0: because I care about I mean some of my favorite Absol tracks definitely are on this album um why am I for sure I love drugs I think we've played it before but think like, it's just it, it's another really killer track on here
1: yeah it- and it,
0: it's this is definitely his strongest album like start to finish that there's no song on here that I would really discount I guess
1: Yeah, I mean, if you like um, any of the, like, black hippie people, uh, like Kendrick or...
0: uh, And you'd be a fool if you didn't.
1: Yeah, check out this album. Like, go back and listen to it if you haven't. Also, Absol has some really bangers prior to that. Which, real quick, YMF stands for Young Mindfuck. And I have a, a quote here from him. Uh... Oh, it's one of his many nicknames and truly paints him as an unforgiving human with flaws. I love it. And it's kind of like the devil is a lie because he says this line where he's like, I'm a liar and a cheater. I could even be lying about being a liar or a cheater. The devil in disguise.
0: Yeah. It's all about the devil in disguise. Which I actually think really appropriately is going to lead into our um, discussion on 8th grade.
1: Yeah, so um, today uh, Mary and I are going to each play two songs from our uh, uh, 8th grade year. So I want you to pick songs that are... um, truly represent where you were at in 8th grade because that's what I did I'm, I'm like ashamed of the songs I've had
0: I, mine truly represent where I was in 8th grade and I'll, I'll be able to, to talk to it I mean there are some tracks I can discuss that we won't play on here but we'll definitely put up on that playlist that are tracks that I, I there's some music that I wanted people to think I was listening to and then there's what I really was listening to it's um, kind of like Two Faces you know, I was a little devil in disguise
1: yeah you, you, you're you a little double in the skies um, so real quick what did you think of the movie 8th grade
0: um the most emotional part of it came as a parent you know just seeing that the obviously 8th grade experiences even shit what is this this is a
1: cover of The scene by uh, Saxity this is also on the soundtrack Wait, I
0: loved this song I love this song
1: it's a song about impregnating um, a woman named Mary, so I'm totally into it.
0: <laughs> See, I didn't know what this song was about and I probably listened to it also around junior high and I'd like play it in the car with my family. I'd be like, I love this song, Mom.
1: Has there ever been a more vulgar lyric in a popular song than I push my seed in her bush for life? Like is that's the most vulgar lyric to ever Is be that heard. what he's saying? I think so.
0: I thought it was I Push My Seed and Her Push for Life. It might be that. <laughs> Hold on, what's the other uh, Dave and I that only was an ESL student. Dave and I only recently realized that that uh, awful song that plays at all weddings, like uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an acapella of it. Uh, right foot left stomp. Right foot again. Left foot again. Freeze! Everybody Everybody clap clap your your hands! hands. Reverse! Reverse! And then we thought that it was Charlie Brown was one of the lyrics, and that Charlie Brown was just some kind of dance move that we were all supposed to know, and you just sort of shimmy your butt around. Well,
1: you remember how the Peanuts danced on Charlie Brown? Um,
0: No, I didn't watch that. I'm barely from here. Um, Well, you were right.
1: I pushed my seat in her push for life. Huh. I
0: just have a filthy mind. You are filthy. I pushed my seed in her bush for life. God, is I think wrong maybe because, with you?
1: Yeah, a lot. Definitely a lot. Uh, and I mean, when did that song? When did that song come out? Uh, so is
0: it Charlie Brown? Can we figure that one out while we're on this tangent? Um, yeah, I'll look that up. Reverse, reverse, freeze, everybody. So if- I don't know what that song
1: is called, so it's gonna be really hard to look up the lyrics.
0: you just start typing them out.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the C2.0 came out in 2003, so I wasn't even graduated from high school. I definitely, like 2003, I was a fucking sophomore in high school. Do you know what I mean? I, my mind was disgusting.
0: Reverse, reverse. <laughs> um, uh,
1: so so go on about, about eighth grade, you were saying.
0: Um, I think I did an interesting job painting the picture of what it's like to go through eighth grade. Um how technology really can like isolate uh kids, but also somehow is like they're saving grace at the same time.
1: Cha Cha Slide was the name of the song. Um
0: we really only got sort of viewpoint from like one of the students, which I guess Dave and I had also thought that we would get to like look at what a lot of different types of kids' lives were like, which would have been interesting.
1: Um um, Did you think it was funny? Because it was made by Bo Burnham, who cut his teeth as a stand-up comedian.
0: No, it was zero percent funny.
1: I mean, not not
0: not not zero percent. It was twelve and a half percent humor, and of that twelve and a half percent, six point one five percent of the time, I, I caught on enough to like let out not even a chuckle, but a smile.
1: I had some really I thought were really funny, like awkward laughs. Um, um I'm trying I'm looking up the lyrics of the Cha Cha slide here.
0: Um I mean it was cute more than it was funny. It was it was sweet.
1: Yeah, Turn It Out. He's saying Turn It Out, not Charlie Brown.
0: Fuck. I wish it was Charlie Brown.
1: This is the another song from the eighth grade soundtrack. It's called Gone. It's by J.R.J.R.
0: I mean eighth grade was like uh It was like a Richard Linklater movie. I don't know. If you like... What did he make? That Boyhood movie. Didn't see it. He made some other stuff, too. Um, Other really famous stuff that I can't remember the name of now.
1: It's a good first movie for Bo Burnham, I think. Uh, I think it it definitely had its moments. Um, The problem with these kind of navel-gazing movies, in my opinion... Oh, is man, that... you've
0: used the word navel-gazing so many times in the last 24 hours.
1: Well, I don't know how else to describe... What do you... mumblecore? Do you know what I mean? Like... Shoe gaze
0: movie? Shugase sure. is gaze a film? Whatever.
1: It's, it's, it's like they don't have plot. And it's almost like they think they're better than plots. Do you know what I mean? And plot is a story. In my opinion, a story is plot. Character development is important, but... I mean, like... There's only... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's only a specific range of human emotions. And it's not like Bo Burnham unlocked a new one.
0: It's a character study and the character is dynamic. So at least they start one place and they end at a different place. You know, they change. And they change in a fairly predictable, kind of linear way.
1: Yeah, I think... So what's weird is that it's a kid's movie made for adults. Like, as the intended audience. Um, And I think... For people who aren't teachers, or who aren't even parents for that matter, this might seem like sort of like a window into the world of a child right now. Like what it's like to be in school with like social media and everything, how that changes it.
0: But we're parents and you're a teacher, and so it's got a totally different meaning to me.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I
0: don't know, to me it just continued this instilling a fear of what it's going to be like as my kid grows up and I'm already terrified and on top of that, mostly, this just kind of made me feel bad about myself in eighth grade because I was way more fucked up.
1: Sure, yeah, we were bad kids, so we had our eighth grades were not like this. No, um, I was
0: like smoking pot in eighth grade. Yeah,
1: ditto. Um, you know the the scene in the movie though that I think was the maybe the best scene is when they're at the uh, mall and she's hanging out with the high school kids. And, you know, they th- they see Should her- we just say
0: spoilers right now? Yeah, this
1: is a spoiler alert. This doesn't give away any part of the movie, but it does a little bit. But I'll, I'll say it in a non-spoilery way. So um, her dad is like, you know, watching her at the mall because he's like looking after her. And as like a father with a daughter, like I mean, my daughter is a, an, an in, like a little bit more than an infant. So like, obviously, like I don't completely identify with it, but. I get it, right? Like you want to like watch, you want to w- watch, you want to protect your daughter. You know what I mean? And uh, there's a woman who's wearing a chain that says feminist on it, and she's like really like calling out all these people like in their school who are like creeps and everything. And she's ignoring the fact that there is a creep sitting right at her table. And I think that's very like kind of indicative of it's, it's 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 nice commentary on the this world that we live in now, where real creeps real people who are problematic get to kind of slip under the radar but people who um,
0: as long as they virtue signal
1: exactly as long as they don't facebook message you something awkward you know what i mean right so i i, I, I thought it was i thought it was good in many ways but i also thought it was weak in plot
0: yeah it was plot weak and unlike dave i'll i'll dig a, a shoegazer, navel gazer, belly button tickler <laughs> I'll do I'll do a deep, boring, long character study, but this one even didn't go quite deep enough. But all that being said, I still think it was a fun watch. We're just a critical uh, dickwads. Sure, it's true. We sure are. We sure are, but I think that it definitely got us thinking about what our eighth grade experiences were like, what our daughter's eighth grade experience will be like and so I think we thought it would be fun to make this episode a little bit about our 8th grade soundtracks to our own personal lives and maybe it'll get you guys thinking about what your kind of junior high soundtrack was.
1: So I want you to go first. Um, what's the first uh, song you want to
0: um, I don't Play either one I could well, Which, I, which I don't, song I don't by wanna...
1: this band do you want?
0: Um, number two Wait. Obstacle 2.
1: I I, I pointed to this band. Operation Ivy. Which Operation Ivy song do you want to listen to?
0: Am I? Are you making me? No.
1: Okay. Sorry. I I totally misunderstood. Pretend this did not happen. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. All right. (laughs) Mary's first song is playing...
0: you came here with tonight I'm gonna hold your face and toast the snow that fell because friends Friends don't waste wine when there's words to sell. sell um this is obstacle two by interpol
1: yeah, and this is off of their first stop to turn on the bright lights, which I checked out of the Canton Public Library.
0: I feel like love is in the kitchen with a culinary eye. He's making something different and um, smart enough to try.
1: So, try to give me an idea. Like, what were you? Paint me a picture. Like, what were you? What did you wear to school in eighth grade?
0: So, um, in eighth grade. So in the middle of seventh grade, my parents moved from one suburb to another, and I ended up in a totally new junior high with a bunch of uh, like rich prick kids. And I had almost like no friends. I only had like other super rejected friends, and uh, I dressed in like weird khakis. I dress in like my mom's old clothing. If you ask Dave, I still dress in my mom's old clothes. Yeah, but your mom
1: got has better taste. <laughs> my now.
0: mom has better taste. My mom has better taste now. But I dressed in like I don't know weird, really plain clothes. I wore like a lot of like n- no brand, like black T shirts. Did you by eighth
1: grade were you starting to feel shame about that?
0: Oh yeah, I was definitely feeling shame about it. I had had a kid. Like, people came up to me and talked to me about how poor I was. And then also being in, like, a richer school, the beauty standards had shifted. Like, I was never, like, liked by boys, but I at least could be a class clown in my first junior high. And here like everybody was super skinny like everyone that was like had boyfriends or was liked was like skinny and blonde and had really long hair and my dad had this weird thing where he kept forcing my sister and I to chop off all our hair and we all went to the same barber my dad my sister and I weird. so we all had like similar haircuts a it was, Russian speaking oh, barber oh yeah for sure his name was one Rady- haircut
1: for all of people oh
0: no it was the most like communist thing um yeah, so I had like a terrible haircut and bad clothes, and I was fatter than everybody else. Like every other girl, even though I wasn't fat. It's this weird, crazy thing when you look back and you're like, "Shit, I was a totally normal-sized um, kid." Were you swimming already? Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a competitive swimmer, but I mean, eighth grade or eighth grade, like junior highs don't have swim teams. You know what I mean? So I wasn't on any sport. I was on, like, uh, the C team of volleyball because I, like, just barely made the cut. Sure. But I couldn't actually serve the ball, so I was, like, mostly benched.
1: Interesting. If you had to place yourself... I'm just going to ask you questions until the song plays, and then when my song plays, you can, you can inquis- inquisit me.
0: Yeah, I had a uh, scoss, like, those checkered vans. No, no, hold on. I'm
1: your Where did you see yourself in the hierarchy of the school, if it's, like, clueless? Uh, where would you, were you a nerd, a jock, a dweeb, a faggot? Oh, I didn't say that. Um, no, you
0: didn't say that. Reject. Reject. Like, I was like the kid, like dark clothing reject kid. Like, I wasn't even like a nerd because I didn't really do nerd stuff. I wasn't in band or anything and I didn't like give a shit about anime. I was just like straight up reject stock. Yeah,
1: ditto, ditto, ditto. Um, okay. So you still stand by that song?
0: Um, I still stand by that song. It's like I want, I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted to be liked. I wanted attention. I wanted to not be a reject. And Interpol is like my favorite type of emo still. Interpol is not emo. That's Interpol, such a huge mystery. Interpol is, is emo in a lot of the lyrics, especially in Turn On The Bright Lights.
1: You mean sad? Because sad is not the same thing as emo.
0: How is sad not the same thing as emo?
1: Because emo also it's like saying it's like saying alternative. It's like yes, the word itself has a meaning, but the, uh, st- the style of music has, was just given that name. Emos like shit that like is influenced by the Smiths.
0: Alright, okay, it's not emo, it's sad, and it's my f- sad music I still stand by. Okay,
1: alright, you still stand by that, well...
0: My pining, pining, sad music. So I'm gonna play my first
1: song, this is something I was really into in 8th grade, and I still stand by it.
0: man. <laughs> up the path running on the highways around choked up by the smoke in the charcoal plop of stamps and brands we like a barcode I'm dashing all the media strikes I keep the media dykes it's reinforcement Ooh. for the
1: fight oh. and that alone I'll keep drunk Audi on the phone dangling yeah. in the zone I got the alright so this is but uh the in together now with this kid featuring toe, Method Man I was rocking this song as recently as 2012 me and my buddy Pablo Ariza with city along to the song. He grew up in Mexico, and he knows every word to the song. Um,
0: All right, ask away. So where were you in eighth grade? Because you have kind of a a storied relationship with school.
1: Yeah, so um, eighth grade was the year that I kind of like was really sort of like... uh, eighth grade was like my only real year of school to be completely honest with you Um, seventh grade I re-entered the public school system after being dismissed in fifth grade
0: they were like hey Dave uh, that's okay you don't have to come back in sixth grade seventh grade I
1: I went half days rode a short bus to school Uh,
0: You were short bus?
1: Well, they had to The short bus was the only bus That could take me home In the middle of the day I guess I rode a short bus home I didn't ride a short bus to school But I had to ride a short bus home Because that's the only way To get home in the middle of the day How did that feel? I mean, it was embarrassing That's why I clicked up With the Juggalos You know what I mean? Because it was sort of like They accepted like All the misfits You know what Uh I mean? Um, Eighth grade, though I'm finally like back In all regular classes uh, I mean, into a lot of fights. Had my first dance. I dance with a girl to Train Drops of Jupiter.
0: <laughs> what were you pining for in eighth grade? What did you want? What did you want to change about you? Like, what what did you dream? Of, like, who you could be?
1: I, you know what? I I just kind of wanted to be have some placement in the social hierarchy because I could definitely tell that. As like a like I was like a reject like you do you know what I mean and it certainly made it hard do you know what I mean like you fight your way through school when you're a reject you oh, know yeah. and I don't know like as a girl I don't know how much fighting you did but like as a boy in eighth grade oof, you don't have a you don't have a crew I do do you know what I mean it's it's tough
0: as a girl you just kind of have to take it you sort of have to grin and bear it. And you
1: guys are, like, verbally abusive to each other. At least, like, as a boy, if somebody doesn't like you, they talk shit to your face, and you kind of know where you always stand. Girls, it seems like it's, like, a mystery. Like, you're in Stalin's Russia or something, you know? You can be outed at any time.
0: Yeah, it's a mystery, and when there's not that many, like, totally rejected girls, it's, like, a group that gets totally rejected a little bit less. Like, even, like, the weird fat band girls had their own thing going on. Like, at least they had formed a... And I'm sorry for calling them fat, but it's what it is. Whatever. Um, even they had, like, their own shtick, You know, they had, like, cupcake anime time.
1: I, so I was in an anime club, but it was at a community college, not at my middle school. Yeah. What,
0: what were you wearing in middle school? I'm curious what your garb was. Jinko
1: jeans, hand-me-down t-shirt from my cousin Mike or my cousin Richie. Um, bandana or a hat. Um, Yeah, I wore, like, a bandana around my neck like a necklace, and then I wore, like, a hat every day.
0: That's not a good look.
1: Yeah, and a mess of curly hair. I mean, I painted my face like a clown certain days. Um, My parents would let me, like, get my ears pierced, so sometimes I would pierce my ear on the way to school, which is why, like, I still get zits in the middle of my earlobe. If you just re-pierce your ear a bunch of times, you just kind of create, I don't know, like a weird sort of fucked up earlobe, but... I yeah, was yeah, fronting frontin'. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can, you can always kind of like uh, pop it like a pimple.
1: Sure, but I, I, I was eighth grade. I fronted. I mean, like I, because I came from like a you know a weird family where we weren't allowed to like watch TV and shit like that, and I tried to blend in and pretend like I, that wasn't who I was, you know.
0: For sure. I mean, I was. I've always always fronting. Hashtag.
1: Oh, hashtag always fronting. Um, all right. So Mary's pick.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: This is uh, Smile Like You Meet It by The Killers. Um, Why'd you pick this?
0: Oh, man. So this uh, this was a song I played on repeat. And it's super weird for me to find out now that The Killers are like a weird Mormon rock band. And that recently they did like a Salesforce conference headlining it. But uh, I love The Killers, and I love this song.
1: This album is excellent. I mean, honestly, I listened to the album that came after this, Sam's Town or whatever. Meh. No, fuck it. This album, good from start to finish.
0: Well, one, I loved... I remember this is my not my beginning, but I definitely just loved the beat. That... Doo-doo-doo. And Smile Like You Mean It was also just sort of fed into this... Um, you know, like intensely depressed emotional state that i was in and i actually remember like so my sister and my brother-in-law um they met when we were on a weird like vacation in mexico going to somebody else's wedding and i was in like eighth grade when this happened and um this was, like, you know, I was still in my awkward phase. I had, like, probably Dave's haircut right now. <laughs> it was just so bad. Yeah,
1: I've seen it. You had short hair up until, like, uh, two years
0: ago. Yeah, I had short hair pretty much up until we started dating. Um, so, yeah, I, I had just this, like, crazy, weird haircut, and I was on this, like, vacation with a bunch of other, like, Russian kids and stuff, and they were all... They all had, again, like, long, pretty hair, and they all, like, were friends with each other, and I wasn't. And I remember I, like, tried... uh, I had, like, a crush on, like, a boy that I had met in the resort. Um, And then, of course, he was totally uninterested in me, and then somebody told me that I looked like a boy, and then... Oh, no. It was just a whole... It's worst thing you can say to a girl in eighth grade. Yeah, I know. Someone's just like, you just look like a... You know, it was just so bad... And, um, so that was, like, I remember I would go back to my hotel room and I would just, like, listen to this uh, hot fuss, basically. I would listen to this album, and I'd specifically listen to Smile Like You Mean It on repeat to, like, make myself feel better. That's kind of also, like, sort of the moment... I mean, you've heard Eddie tell this story where I got Eddie to, like, get me alcohol, like, the first time I met him. Eddie, our
1: brother-in-law.
0: Yeah, my brother-in-law and, um... I started actually, like, drinking for the first time in my life, um, that young, and and, like, on that trip. Kind of, like, sad when I say it all out loud into a microphone in my kitchen, but yeah, this was, like, the song I used to, like, especially, like, this part, this no, no, no. I mean, this was so much harder than they ever did after this, like, in terms of, like, feeling and emotion.
1: Yeah, you know, um, most bands don't even have one good album, and... You know this this killers album. It's like my, a friend of mine uh, who's like a I guess he's a musician. I don't know. He's he has he's not a successful one, but he said that like his, his that people say in the music industry that you have your entire career to write your first album and your second album was due two weeks ago, so which is why you have a sophomore slump. You know and. Um, Killer's really this is a hell of an album honestly i mean everyone knows this album i'm not i'm not saying anything that
0: oh no and i just want to say something cause i didn't get to say the first start i love that limp biscuit method man track but i also like made my mom buy me a limp biscuit album um in the early days of amazon.com when i was in like third grade
1: yeah uh which one
0: three dollar bill y'all Really,
1: that's interesting because that that album came out like nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety seven or something like that.
0: Right. So I started listening to Olympuskit when I was in uh, second grade, and then in third grade, uh, there was the album with Nookie that I had in yeah, second that's grade. Yeah, this one. This is the Nookie one. Yeah. Uh, this. What's this one called again?
1: Um, Significant Other.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Significant Other. So I I had I bought Significant Other. I had my mom buying me a significant other at, like, Best Buy. My mom, like, didn't know what the uh, parental, like, advisory thing was in the corner of an album. I think she thought it was just, like, nice that I was listening to music.
1: Well, yeah, and your mom also likes, uh, you know, like, more, like, current music. Like, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam and stuff like that. Like, my parents did not. The only modern music my parents listened to was country music. Like, they, their rock music stopped at you know 1987
0: that's crazy because around um like before eighth grade so i like a weird almost like elementary early middle school career because i inherited like a giant stack of cds not records of course or cassettes but like i'm a cd kid so i inherited a giant stack of cds from my uncle do you remember
1: when people tried to make cassettes come back
0: Oh yeah, no fuck those people. That was people. fucking shameful. That was goofy. Anyways, go on. So yeah, I inherited a giant stack of CDs from my uncle, and in there there was like, um, in in utero, you know, like just a bunch of Nirvana stuff. Um, in Bloom. And Bloom's in Bloom's a song. In Bloom's a song. on, in utero. A song on in utero. Um, Smells like Teen Spirit was the name of the album, right?
1: Nope. That was uh, that album is called. Hold on. Never mind.
0: Never mind. Right. Never mind was in there. Uh like Stone Temple Pilots, like several Stone Temple Pilots CDs were in there. Um Yeah, just a bunch of like just gr- like Pearl Jam was in there. So I had this weird like early appreciation for that like grunge.
1: Sure. And I wonder if uh you know our daughter will uh cuz you didn't completely like eschew it you know like your mom liked something and it kind of like uh influenced you and i feel like people are in one of two camps when it comes to their parents music either they like it or or they hate it like some people like they're walking around that are my age walk around telling me that um led zeppelin is the greatest band ever
0: right i think it depends on your like relationship with your parents on some level I think that's what it is and it's not that my relationship with my parents was never contentious because it definitely got contentious but overall on sort of like in a arts category we we usually agree like they never um for better or for worse they never were restrictive about the content that I got to watch or consume like via television or music like I mean, briefly, we had, like, a rated R block when we first got cable. But, like, we learned the password in, like, a week. And then my dad ended up taking me to my first rated R movie when I was, like, seven anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, opposite for me. So, you know, but it's kind of like, now that I reflect on it, it's actually, like, kind of lazy to be like, you know, nothing is allowed. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's like, well, then you don't have to discern and that's why I think I ended up, like, getting a little uh, warped. Like, when I entered high school, like, I, I feel like it was, like, weird because, like, you know, I hadn't listened... I'd never seen an episode of The Simpsons. I'd never seen an episode of Friends. I hadn't listened to any... Uh, I'd never listened to, like, some 41 or any, You know what I mean? But at, at the same time, I had... What I had snuck in was extreme. It was Stephen King books... Um, it was Insane Clown Posse and Howard Stern. Like those were the things that I snuck. Because if you're gonna sneak something, sneak something that counts. Like if you're gonna break the rules, you should really break them.
0: You know? That's so wild. I could never, I could never imagine doing like a, a media blackout with Sophie. Like we're living in, you know, China or something. Like that's just crazy to me.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, but it's going to be hard. I mean, I'm wondering what other parents think. Like, if you're like a hip-hop fan or a podcast fan, for that matter, like right now, if you have a young kid, you can play your vulgar music and your vulgar podcasts in front of your kid. And what becomes the time, like, what are you going to do? Because I think, you know, it's 2018, we should like kind of admit that like swearing is not bad like if swearing is silly to be against like swearing but that's not the only reason now let's get to the real core of the reason why you don't want your daughter to listen to rap music because it's misogynistic because it's fucking you know glorifying um things well
0: there's lots of words that when she's learning to speak you don't want her to mimic the wrong word in the song let's be let's be realistic there too I
1: mean, I guess all things being equal, I don't want a foul mouth kid, but I guess I—that's not a thing that I care
0: about. It's interesting because she is starting to mimic more than ever before. Obviously, like she's, like she started kind of clapping her hands today. I've been clapping my hands with her for a while, and then today now, like if you clap your hands long enough, like now she'll clap your hands. Like she'll mimic sounds, like in, in the goofiest sense of that, but. I mean, right. w- what happens when she starts, like, mimicking, uh, you know, Joe Rogan experience? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, you know, <laughs> some of the music that we listen to is indefensible. It's it's there. You cannot. I cannot defend 6 9 ine Like, li- I can't defend his lyrics. I can't defend him as a person. So I would obviously never play that in front of Sophie. But what about something that maybe, like, I can defend? Like, let's say, like... I don't know, something like a little bit more benign, like Wiz Khalifa. Do you know what I mean? Absol. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's defendable, but is it still something I want my daughter repeating, I guess?
0: I don't know, man. Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer, so.
1: Yeah, but I mean, also the country's going down in flames and and the economy's going to crash because we owe China too much money. Don't forget
0: about global warming.
1: That's way too far in the future. We got to worry more about the, you know, global financial system crashing because credit, people Shit. call in their credit.
0: All and right. Uh, do we need to get Bitcoin or?
1: No. We should actually take all our money out and buy um, something that's going to be like as undeniable value. Not like gold. What's something that has water. value? Maybe. Maybe. Buy water.
0: We should buy water. Buy water.
1: The, if you're listening out there, uh, invest in water. I don't know how you do that, but just go out to the lake, just take a handful and put it in your pocket because...
0: No, there are... there is You could buy water. It's a commodity. You laugh yeah. at me, but I'm, I'm not wrong. No, I know. I, look,
1: I've been I've been and lived in countries where clean water was not uh, a given, you know? So I I, I I totally understand that.
0: All right. So speaking of clean water, what's your next track, baby?
1: I made a last minute change. So this is a song called "Have You Ever?" by The Offspring. It's off of their album Americana.
0: The Americana is so good.
1: Yeah, it's an, it's an, an incredible album. Um, I listened to this song right before going to the eighth grade uh, overnight party, and I remember being depressed because I felt like the message of this song was life is meaningless. There's no God. That's what I took away from this. You know what I mean? I, I remember going to walking to the school. And just feeling like empty And like meeting up with like this friend of mine Andrew and he's being like Fuck man you ever listen to this Offspring song And he's like I don't know man Let's let's eat some pixie sticks And I guess In 8th grade I was in a very different place Than a lot of the other 8th grade students
0: Didn't they have a Recent like scandal The Offspring? Yeah I don't know like, um, like people can't don't listen to them now or something. Look that up for Parina. some reason.
1: Um, so I was gonna say I was telling Mary earlier today that when I was 19, I lived in China and I had um, a ruptured eardrum because of sort of a botched uh, uh, procedure that was done to me by a Chinese doctor because I was living in Shanghai at the time. And um, I listened to a lot of like rock and rat metal prior to that. And now that I'm like partially deaf as a result of that, I only really listen to rap music like i can only get enjoyment out of rap or folk so i feel like my ear has lost my uh the ability to discern you know like sort of the very tones of like rock music where you have like a guitar and a bass and a lead line you know different vocals all that shit did you figure out what they do I really hope it's not. Man,
0: uh, there is a crazy, crazy uh, news story. And I I couldn't figure out the scandal I thought there was. But there's something. And I want to talk about, like, you know, your music changes sort of after, like, starting to lose your hearing. Um, But I think that, so earlier this spring, Mm -hmm. the offspring, here's the. The
1: offspring this spring?
0: Okay, here's the title of this news article. Offspring drummer turned OBGYN saves huh. prospective juror in own malpractice trial.
1: Man, there's a lot there to unpack. That's like, <laughs> there's a headline somewhere that's like, insane clown posse called as witness in civil suit against Kid Rock to present glass dildo. Like, that's like a real <laughs> news story also. And it happened, something that happened at an IHOP.
0: Actually, the only jugglos I knew hung out at the IHOP. All right, all right. So what do you got? So okay, a a Northern California doctor and former drummer for legendary punk band The Offspring put his medical training to good use Tuesday, performing life-saving CPR on a prospective juror Hmm. in a medical malpractice case against him. Back back away, back away from the mic. Sorry, this is just so exciting.
1: That is, that's so weird.
0: And basically one of his, the husband of one of his clients is claiming that he was negligent in treating his wife, but further details of the claims are not immediately available.
1: You want to know another super weird thing about, um, the offspring. This is a really weird thing that I've always thought was weird. But now that I'm a teacher, I think this is really, really weird. The band, the offsprings, uh, lead guitarist his is a guy uh named Kevin Noodles Wasserman and he was the janitor at their high school so that's how they met their lead guitarist he was the high school janitor and he was only a couple of years older than him he was probably like you know like the guy like was like smoking pot and with kids you know what i mean like
0: yeah that guy, that, that guy's a,
1: something's bad in in that guy
0: that's some something ain't right. All right, so the Offspring, what a colorful band history.
1: Yeah, um, he claims to like the finer things in life. Anyways, go on.
0: I guess going back to um, though the movie Eighth Grade, which sort of started us down this whole road, um, the main character there is pretty much like rejected yeah and she sort of like finds herself at the end which i think is very courageous and cool that 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 character was able to find that i mean i still haven't found myself from eighth grade (laughs) i think i'm still living in some like some small piece of me still feels like that like rejected kid
1: You know, I used to feel like that up until very recently. And now that, like, I have a family, I feel like that actually, and I never really, like, put two and two together, but that completely dissipates that. Because that feeling is sort of a feeling of, like, not belonging. And now that I have a family, like, I know that there's somewhere that I, like, always belong.
0: That's a good point. No, I definitely, you know what, for me it's not the not belong. You know, I I know I belong at home and with my family. And, like, I, I belong with you and I belong with, the bub. You don't belong
1: at home. It sounds like you're being sexist. To oh shit! <laughs> all right. Well, I'm at home. I'm in the kitchen. I'm really I'm,
0: str- I'm really struggling with the English language lately. I just want to let let the listeners know. No, I don't mean it in that sense. Um, we we got to
1: wrap this up because the computer's gonna die.
0: Oh shit! Well, all I mean, I'm saying is I don't feel I don't feel at home in the outside world, d Dave?
1: Um, So today in music is a very historic day Involved like three of maybe the most Influential artists ever uh, Elvis, the Beatles, and the Ramones I picked the Ramones songs to play us out I mean what do you think That's cool Hello Okay, so thank you for listening to uh, Impress Me With Music. Please rate and review and follow. Uh, Listen to our Spotify playlist. You can find it on the Machine Culture website. Shout out Machine Culture. Machine Culture. Uh, Palm Pilots, my other podcast. Uh, See me in Aurora at the Comedy Shrine this weekend. See My Wife Nowhere. Leave her alone.
0: Leave me alone. Dave has so many shows, though. Go find Dave. Uh, I don't also, have that many. I could have more. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. Give Pistachio Pizza a try. Yeah, what's the
1: name of this pizza place? Oh, I, I just knocked over a pizza box. Forno uh, Rosso. Forno Rosso Pizza in Chicago. Shout out. Also at Costco, we had a bottle of Pinot Noir Burgundy by Louis Jadot. 2015 very good wine
0: it's a good bottle of wine
1: alright well you know you stay cool out there try to think about where you were in 8th grade and then take that version of yourself and throw it in the garbage cause you're an adult now
0: <laughs> uh, that's so sad
1: any final thoughts?
0: uh live your best life bitches this show
1: has been brought to you by Machine Culture